The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and their guests. They do not reflect the views or positions of our sponsors. When you go into a game with a great coach and a great game plan, you feel like you will prepare for anything that may come your way. With Love and Light Doula Agency, you will also feel like you have a great coach and game plan. Love and Light Doula Agency specializes in postpartum support, fertility support, labor support, and surrogacy consultations. Call 410-657-8767 today or visit the website loveandlightdoula.com to get started. That's 410-657-8767 and loveandlightdoula.com. Schedule your consultation today. One last time, 410-657-8767, L-O-V-E-A-N-D-L-I-G-H-T-B-O-U-L-A.com. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You're watching, you're listening to Sideline Talk. I'm the humble beast himself, Coach Hurd. What's going on, everybody? Coach Tay here. Man, happy Father's Day. Uh, happy Juneteenth. Happy Monday. You, you have the ability to inhale and exhale. <sighs> so it's a good day. <laughs> it's a great day. Great day, man. It's a great day to have a great day for sure. Mm-hmm. Much success, much um, salute to Golden State, who's are now a four time champions. They are having mm-hmm. their parade right now, as Draymond would say, it's Golden State versus everybody. <laughs> Shout out to them for getting the job done this past weekend and just. Doing what Golden State did, win. They're right back in the winner's circle. And as many believe, it's going to be hard for another team to knock them out. But just get into it because it seems as though when a great player achieves an accomplishment like MVPs, uh, NBA titles, and then finals MVP, multiple all-stars. Uh, I think he got an Olympic gold medalist. It's only right that they're considered amongst the greatest players ever. Now, this player has surpassed that to now the debates from as soon as the game ended – probably till for, for the rest of his career will be Steph Curry, a top 10 player all time. Is he an all time top 10 player? 
Al, Al blanked out. Oh, there you go. Let me just say this. Um, go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love Steph Curry. Love everything he's done for the game of basketball. I think he's a very talented player. One of my favorite players to watch that has never worn a Lakers jersey. I say all that to say I do not believe he's top ten. But I believe he has submitted himself into that argument. All right. So here's here's my question. We say top ten, right? So we thinking who? The greatest of the greats. Jordan, LeBron, right? Kareem. Mm -hmm. Kareem, Magic. Mm -hmm. Accurate so far? Mm -hmm. So that's four. Okay, then you say who after that? Larry? Kobe. Kobe, Larry. That's Mm -hmm. six, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm I'm listening. Like, um, where are we going with this now? Like, so Kobe Larry, Kobe Larry. I'm gonna put Dream in there. He's the best defensive player I've seen. Putting Hakeem, one in there. Okay, I will put Hakeem in there. That's seven. I will put. I actually did a list. You won't put Tim Duncan. I will put Tim Duncan on there. So I'm sorry. Let me say my let me say my list. And not necessarily in the order. Well, actually this is order for me. Kareem, Mike, Magic, Kobe, LeBron, Larry, Wilt, Green, Duncan, and Shaq. Okay. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. Tim Duncan has what? Five championships, right? Mm-hmm. I don't arguably, think Tim Duncan never had a losing season either. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's arguably, well, he's the best powerful whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. You got three centers in there. Yes, four. It's a lot of big men. It's a lot of big men. A lot of power four. forwards and centers. Yeah, yeah, a lot. And in my opinion on your list, somebody got to go. One of those girls got to go, bro. For me, at the bottom of that list is Shaq because as dominant as he was, as nimble as he was to be seven foot and 325, he didn't maximize his potential to me. I felt like people like Kobe, like Mike, like Duncan gave every single thing that they had every single time they was on the court. I felt like AI gave every single thing he had every time he was on the court. Shaq? Especially after after Miami, I don't know what. Let me, the hell let me ask you this, then. But, let me ask you this: Did, Has Steph not given everything he has every time on the court? I think Steph has. That's what I said. If if okay. he's going in the top ten, Shaq is coming off of that. Okay, look, I don't care. To me, I don't care who you take out. Somebody got to go. It, it, Shaq and, is it, only expendable. Maybe Will, well, Will is in a whole nother planet. But Shaq is the only expendable in that list. But, for me. but you hear, but you hear what you just said, Al. You just said in the same sentence, Shaq, as dominant as he was, didn't reach his full potential. No, I didn't say. I said 
didn't stay at his full potential for long, as long as these other guys. Shaq had a dominant four-year run. I felt like Kobe had like a 10, Duncan had however long, but like 15, okay. like. All right. I'm glad, all right, I'm glad I brought it back so you can clear that up. Because I'm about to say, like, like, who's one Shaq average 50? <laughs> like. Shaq, damn it, could average 50. Like, it, I mean, he could have. That's, that's what I'm getting to. Like, yo, that's insane. I mean, well. That really should be like a 40-20 player. Well, I mean, Greg Oden was really good. Right. Until he got hurt, like, all the time, right? Greg Oden, remember Greg Oden? never led the league in rebounding. Never led the league in blocks. My point is this. You can't say shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, I mean, you got to live on what happened. What's happening right now is Gary revolutionized the game of basketball. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. He changed the game of basketball. He's the greatest shooter ever, right? Is that accurate? He got two MVPs, four-time NBA champion, Mm -hmm. NFL, I mean, NBA Finals MVP. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. more does the man need to do? Andy Lightskin, what more does the man need to do to get into the top 10 conversation? I'm I'm just trying to figure out, like, what he need a number 10? He need a number. No, no. All right, so what does he need to do to get into the top 10? So – Taywan is saying, like, what does he need to do to be solidified? To be solidified, like, like, whereas guys, like, like, typically everybody's top ten is either gonna have Mike, a combination of Mike, Magic, and Kareem. Like, what does Steph need to do to be with those guys? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Me. Oh, you breaking up something, sir, Shorty. And you frozen, and you look like you're having a stroke. Somebody call him and check on. Him. Right. <laughs> In my back, my back. Yeah, you good. Okay. I was saying everybody in my list are two way players. That's why Shaq to me is the only expendable one on that list. Shaq never had a dominant defense. Like I say, never let the league in block, never let the league in rebound. Tim Duncan has, Wilt has, and Wilt, uh, Kareem has. That don't make you a Kareem dominant has. defender, though. He's not even all NBA first team defense. So, like I said, he's in that conversation. If he's top 10, for me, the, the only person that's coming up out of that list is Shaq. So, are we saying that Steph Curry was better than Shaq? If we are, cool. Mm. But if we're not, sorry, Steph Curry is at 11. He definitely surpassed Kevin Durant for me. That's funny because he it got wasn't even a question if he was past it, but that's two, uh, and that's two unicorns at opposite ends. Like, you will never find a player as big, as nimble, as quick as Shaq at that position. Right. That combination of speed and power was just unreal. Right. And then with Steph, it's like, like you mentioned, he they they changed the way basketball is played. Well, he changed it. Yeah. By his ability to shoot the long ball. Certainly. If if I could jump in here, um I I really don't care. <laughs> to be honest, because I truly believe. Having an all-time top ten list is 
like one, there's no set criteria for it. And then two, it's, it's really just based on your preference. Like there's no like no set list because this game has so many great players that you can argue is, is top 10. And that could be based on skill level. Um, like if someone has, if, if it has to be accolades, you're going to slight somebody who don't have as much accolades as the next person, but from a skill level and a talent level, that person might be just might be an overall better player. For example, Al said he won't put Kevin Durant in conversation, but skill for skill, how can you say Steph Curry is better than Kevin Durant? Skill for skill, just on a basketball court, not accolades, just flat out hooping. Who that what player in the top 10 is better than Kevin Durant? Skill for skill, you see what I'm saying? Mike, Kobe. That's a short list. It's a very short list. It's a very that's that's my point. That's why I can't personally that's why not scroll for scroll. what's the consensus all time list list. It's truly just based on your preference. Because it's gonna be hard for somebody to change your mind about your top ten list. But Steph Curry is, is a Hall of Famer. Like, isn't that what the the goal is to to be the greatest to ever played, you know, I mean, among in that conversation, he's in that conversation. Ain't no way about, ain't no if ands or buts about it. He's the greatest shooter we've seen from a statistical sta- uh, standpoint, and he got rings. He got the MVPs, Finals MVPs, All Stars, gold medal, like. He got it all. If he's if if he if he's your top in your top Does 10. Does Steph have a gold medal? I don't think he has one. He was on the 2012 team. No, he wasn't. Either 12 or 16. I don't Double think check. I think it was 12 or 16. Whatever he was on. Durant does, yes. Not 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 I know Durant was on a couple of them. Are you sure Steph wasn't on the 16 yeah. team? I don't think so. If he on if he's not on the 16, well. I agree. I agree with what you're saying, Herb. About well, no, he, 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 yeah, he, he was just on the FIBA team. He ain't played in the Olympics, right? Yeah. He was on the FIBA team. I agree with what you're saying about the criteria, because Al Al's criteria you gotta you gotta be uh, a two way player. You gotta you had to have donated at least two million dollars to charity. You gotta do all this kind of stuff to make Al's list. And to me. All I'm saying is if you've revolutionized the game and I believe Steph Curry is top two at his position, top three, possibly his, his position all time. So I don't understand. I don't understand like what, what more he needs to do. Like, right. I agree with everything you just said. Like he's top two of his position. I've moved them above Zeke. I've moved them above Stock. I've moved them to top two in his position. I agree with that. But Hey, I'm not the game. But you got four centers in. But see, I I don't even get the 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 positional records. I don't even understand that how y'all how y'all can say that. But I'm just saying you got four centers. But and, and, AI, and, and, and from that standpoint, you got four centers. Well. And AI is not being in the argument. Right, you got four centers, but you got to think basketball evolved. 
Like, how can you not have AI as a top ten player? How can you not have Kevin Durant? How who was a seven footer with handles with, with guard skills? Guys like um, Charles Barkley was like the first super undersized power forward to dominate the league. You're the Wayne Wade side. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. it's so hard to say who's top ten. That's why I said it's not just skill. He was the Wayne Wade's height getting rebounds over seven footers. Yes, right. That's what I'm saying. That's that's <laughs> insane. Right. It's top ten worthy. But no one would it's say. It's not a skill thing. Like I think accolades and accomplishments for me is what does not put the rank there. If it's skill, the rank is easily top five probably. Like easily. But- but if it's accolades, why Durant don't get it? He got MVPs. He got finals. He got eight MVP. He has two rings with Steph. <laughs> so, so why Kobe in then? Kobe has a finals MVP. Yes, a no. MVP. Mm-hmm. He has a MVP. Two finals MVPs. And whoever you want to blame, Dirk or KG, don't have two three-peats. That's the only reason. <laughs> he don't have two three-peats. But Kobe was the best player in the league for ten years. But you see, do you see how he moved another criteria, Taywan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I Kevin Durant was the best player in the Kobe league. Kobe was the best player in the league for ten years. You can't say that about Kevin Durant. Uh, what? Kevin Durant ain't never been better than LeBron. What? He ain't never been. Oh better my than gosh! LeBron. Oh my gosh! Wow! He ain't never been better than LeBron in the league. Oh wow. my gosh! And hey, I ain't even a that? LeBron guy. But I mean, I'm I call a spade with a spade. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I just think it's it, it is what it is with these all time lists. Like basketball is a sport that has to evolve. Whether you like it or not, you gotta you gotta you gotta go with it. So it's unfair to say who's top ten all time because we mentioned all these guys. Who played in 80s, 90s, 2000s? That's the list we had so far. Mm-hmm. But those guys was inspired by Dr. J, who they would say was the greatest, or Oscar Robinson, or someone like David Thompson, someone like George Gervin. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Kareem on the list. Will, Bill Russell. Um, who like it's so many guys, so you can't you can't knock it. I can't. I can't pick ten. That's insane. And these, and then like our generation is so caught up in accolades, like it's the end all, be all, that we slight great players because they don't have it. Like that's crazy. I'm sorry. I I will now and forever be a accolades guy because to me, when I say accolades, I mean wins and losses. The MVPs, that's cool and all, but to me. If you play a team sport, if you play a sport, the objective is to win. Like, and if you win, to me, that should be the criteria for for almost everything. Yeah, but shouldn't you? Shouldn't but that, to that, me, that go to the team. What's that? Right. That to me, that go goes to the, the team, team instead well. of the individual. Well, it depends if the if you the MVP on a team that's winning. Like, I mean, like I mean, you you just can't have the same. I don't know. You just can't say, oh, it's the team. Yeah, yeah, it's the team. But at the same time, if that individual is the most pivotal part on that team, like you got to give that person credit for that, in my opinion. 
credit as far as like in both ways, like as a you know a loser or a winner. Correct. All right, so I got somebody in mind. Tell me if this player, I'm gonna say his name, and tell me if he's an all-time great. All right, Mitch Richmond. I don't know all-time Mitch Richmond's stats. You say all-time good, you don't know his stats. I don't. All right. Mitch Richmond is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a champion. He's all-time good. How many championships Mitch Richmond got? He got one. one. He, caught, he okay. got one with the Lakers in 02. Okay. That was it. So is it, is it, define all-time great. Like, okay, I mean, was he a great player? I know Mitch Richmond was a great shooter Who's back in the day. So uh, say he's an all-time great player. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his accolades besides the one championship. Like, he got one championship, he... like twelve. No, I don't think he got that many All Star. He got a bunch of All Star games, though. Okay. All time so, great. I don't, when I think of all time great, I'm thinking maybe top fifteen players. Damn, I opened it up. I opened it up to at least thirty. Fifteen players in the <laughs> league. In the league, that only had what five thousand in the history of the league. Of the league, I mean, right. unless you want to go by position. Wow, you say all time great. I mean, you're talking about people that changed the game of basketball, in my opinion. Like, I mean, how do you not? How do you just keep it open for so many people? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like having it. If you're all time great. You are all time great. Like you can't have an all time great with eighty five people. Like I mean, it just don't make sense. Okay. I, I mean, it's got to be a, a certain amount. Would you cap it at twenty? Like I mean, I cap it at thirty for all time great. I don't know. I just can't. I mean, how many people are we trying to the NBA? Let the NBA cap there seventy five for seventy five years. Okay, seventy five years, seventy five players. That's pretty good for seventy five. But that's not all. Out of five, five thousand. All right, just, so all seventy five of them are all time greats. Not the list they put out. I would put somebody, you know. But at the same time, you you can't like how can mm. you knock it because that was the era they played in. But what I'm and saying, that's my point. Thing. I'm talking about somebody modern day that's in that list that. I wouldn't say it's an all-time great. This is a couple people with modern day. But I wouldn't think, and I, I'm a fan of his as well. I don't think Damian Lillard is an all-time great. Agreed. Lillard. I don't think he's an all-time great. Agreed. I don't think, me personally, I don't think, even though he got, what, two finals MVPs? I don't think Kawhi is an all-time great. He don't play enough to be an all-time great. I don't think he's an all-time great either. I think he's a great player, but yeah. the, to me, when I think of all-time great, I'm talking about the upper echelon of the upper echelon. That's what I think about. That's why I say 15 players. Like, okay, like I mean, like you said, Charles Barkley is a great player. Like, right? Like, I mean, but I'm not. Yeah. That's, that's a bad example. Let me say, say slow down. <laughs> I'm about to say Charles is definitely all-time. I say Charles Barkley is an all-time great player, right? So, but when you think about who's just below Kevin Durant in the all-time power forwards, at that uh, who was it? I don't know. See where? Yeah, it's. And I said Kevin Durant. I meant not Kevin Durant. Who? The, I meant um. KG. KG. Kevin Garnett. 
Kevin Garnett. Who's just who, below Kevin Garnett? Say, so who you say as, as power forwards? So I would say when I think of five best power forwards, it's, it's somewhere a combination of Duncan, KG, Carl Malone, um, Charles Barkley, and probably Kevin McHale. This motherfucker's high. <laughs> I mean, someone put. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, who would? I'm just thinking, I'm, who would put in there? Like, I would put Chris Webber in that mix. I'll okay. put Dirk in that mix. You I forgot Dirk. You have Dirk in that mix. First of all, he had mix. My bad. Yeah. Okay. It was, like, it wasn't. It wasn't no slight at Dirk. I'm a Dirk fan. Like, it was a slight. Uh, it was no slight. Dirk, Kevin McHale, Chris Webber. Like, they, they, they the greatest. All right. So let's say just Kevin. Mention, let's say Chris okay. Webber is six or seven, right? Uh-huh. Chris Webber was a great player. Would you agree? Very with that? great. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Hall of he, Famer. But he, Hall of Famer. But it's a big difference between Chris Webber and Tim Duncan. No. In my Not really. No. The only, the only difference. The only difference is the coaching Proper and the players around him. No, well, I'm I'm talking about accolades, right? That's so, it. Okay. That's the only difference. Yeah, accolades. Yeah. That's gotta matter at some point. That's gotta matter. To that, me, that's what put Tim Duncan. As the best power forward, it's his accolades. I agree. I agree. But it's a like, difference between it's a difference between one and seven. When you right? say it, like like okay, all right. If, if it's a difference between one and seven, to me, the cutoff for all time great should be three, possibly. That's just me. Like if you after three, then you're probably not an all time great. Mm, that's just me. Because, like I said, in the same breath, I just said that Charles Barkley is an all-time great. He's not in that top three for me. The top three is Duncan, KG, and, and Malone. Hell no. <laughs> for me? What you say? Moses? Moses played center. No, I say Moses. Carl Malone. Carl Malone? Carl Malone. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. I get, I get what you're saying though. What's that? Roland said Gilbert Arenas was right. F anybody who played before 1985, he can look at the tape and tell if they were bums in comparison to players after 95 to today. That's bullshit. Accomplishes or not, Bill Russell was 6'10, 210 pounds, and won championships in the mostly white 10 team league. Eventually, we need to make room for those guys for those guys to exit the conversation. White players, but when you is see, it not- that mindset, that mindset is why I said there's no set all-time top ten list. So if you things. walk around with that mindset, Michael Jordan will come off that list in twenty years. There's three things about that. First off, when is the league not ten teams? You ain't gonna name past ten as a goddamn finals champion contender. They're not naming more than ten. So the league has always been ten teams. So when is the league not ten? Let's stop that. Al, you can't Secondly, say that. You can't Secondly, say that. Al, Al, wait, 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 wait. You can't say that because there's guys on your list of all-time greats who ain't been in the finals. You can't say who? that. Who ain't been in the finals? Who's your all-time greats, man? Kareem, what you mean? Like the I'm top saying, 10? Like, like, you said you can't name more than when the NBA hasn't been t- uh, 10 teams. 
Yes. But with that mindset, it's only a handful of players should be considered all-time greats. And that's not true. Who is an all-time great and they've been to the finals? Or should I say the finals? Huh? The all-time great that hasn't been to the finals? Yeah. You're not naming one. Dominique Wilkins is an all-time great. He's good. All-time good. I'm going to put him all-time great. Like I said, I cut cut the cutoff at 30. You ain't naming the top 30 that ain't been to the NBA Finals. It's not possible. That's insane. Hell, even AI took goddamn Philly to the Finals. Jason Kidd took the Nets to the Finals twice. That's you ain't naming insane. the top 30 that ain't been to the NBA All Finals. Right. It's not possible. All right. Okay. Carl Malone went there two times in a row. John Stockton went there two times in a row. Charles went there once. Hakeem went there three times. You're not naming the top 30 that ain't been in the NBA Finals. It's not possible. I'm sorry. Did you freeze, T? No. No. But again, if we cut out know, people before 1985, that is not an all-time list. How <laughs> <laughs> about the all-time and you're cutting it off at 30 years? 36 years. That's crazy. Rolling Carl Malone was good. I, I ain't like I didn't think Carl Malone was better than uh Charles Barley, but Carl Malone, he was he was solid. More points, more rebounds, MVP, more finals. Yeah, that's that's just long that's that's just longevity and good coaching in a great system. That's all that is. Sometimes you fall into the right situation. That's that's what it is. So because, because and and that's if if it if that wasn't the case, if what I just said wasn't the case. Look at any of your top 10 lists and point to the guy who played in multiple systems and went to multiple finals. You're only going to find maybe one or two. And then to be fair, well, yeah, you're only going to find probably one or two. LeBron and who else? That was the same system. Get the ball but, up but yeah, but technically that's the same system. That's the same system. Yeah. I'm about to say, what system LeBron play in? The one that he created his goddamn self? Like, that's right. right. I'm about to say, technically, right. it's not even say, yeah. And you better play in that system co- the correct way or your ass getting traded. Yeah, technically, yeah. So, the system and the players around you. That's that's what gets you the accolades. Yeah. And the coaching. That's all it is. But you have the lead, but, but just flat out ball, it's a lot of players that. Many would consider as good players. That's better than someone you would say is great players just on playing basketball. Accolades aside, like that player that you consider good will bust that players you consider great. You know what? Every day of the week. But I mean, again, I think that would be two different arguments because, like you said, skill doesn't take into effect. Your system you're in, your coaches, all of that. Skill is skill. Tracy McGrady is skill. My 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 final thing that I'll say on it is you can't have 
I think people use the word great too loosely. Like, and people downplay the word good. Good is good really player. good. Really it's good. A good player. When you great is is good, great, best in my opinion. Like best is can be maybe the top person at their position. Great can be, like I said, top 15 overall. Good is everybody else that's worth a great brain assault. And then you got mediocre, average. Like, I think we just throw the word around too loosely. But when you say all-time great, like, to me, you got to be – you got to be up there. You got to be five guys. No, <laughs> I just – I feel like – no, I said best is five. Great is 15. I think Steph Curry is an all-time great. Now, is he top 10? That's going to be debatable, like you said, based on who's saying who, what and what everybody else's individual criteria is. But I think if, if if you get a poll together and you pick a certain criteria, then that's the only way you can literally go through and say, okay, this person meets all three of these criteria. But until then, it's always going to be left to opinion, like you said. Right. And when you said best, it's like, you know, that, that even the way you broke it down, that makes the list even shorter, in, in my opinion. I don't agree with that, but it's cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not worth it. You said the best is only the top of that position. I agree. It makes the list shorter. Yeah. There's only five guys. I agree. Best, best, five, five, best shooting guard. guard. <laughs> huh? Saying my top five, I have two shooting guards. See, that's the thing. See, everybody want a loophole. There's no loophole. Right, right, right. right. The, the best point guard, best shooting guard, position. best forward. Yeah. That's ain't it. No, ain't no way how you're going to convince me that Tim Duncan is better than Kobe. I'm sorry. This is not going to happen. Ever. Bro. But he, but he said <laughs> he's the best Kobe. forward. Then pick Kobe as, as shooting guard then. Right. right. That's, that's the thing. Better than I'm not going to slight him. Oh, so then pick Mike. Tim Duncan. Like, so then pick Mike. You can have it both Duncan. ways. That's, right. that's the problem with this generation. We want everything. Both of them are top five players. Tim oh. Duncan is not a top five player. So, so, then he, <laughs> so, so then he took Magic out. So I'm damn sure taking Magic out. Magic is the greatest point guard. Ain't no question about it. So, <laughs> so, so I guess yo, I want to hear your best. Al, you have to pick one person from each position only. You can't have two shooting guards in. Okay. Your your the best, best five. The best five. The best Magic. person at each position historically in basketball. Magic. Mike. Magic, Mike, LeBron, Duncan, Kareem. That's it. That's your five. That's it. That's the best. That's not my five because ain't no way in hell you would convince me that Jim Duncan That's is the better best. Than Kobe. <laughs> Kobe That's is the best. The best. Rest his soul, but I mean, if Kobe wanted to right. be in that list, then he had to be better than Mike, right? That's just what it They're is. He better than Mike. Yeah. All right, y'all force my hand. Mike gotta go. If y'all force my hand, Mike gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, man. Y'all see, y'all see, Coach Chase is uh his name. Yes, Coach Chase. Y'all see it? There you go. Coach Tay, Oreos on the scars. 
Rain session. This is yours, Coach. Look, I have to say this because I have been on on the sideline talk at talking and not the, at, but the, the group talking with these Orioles fans. There has there has been a post today in which it was glorified and celebrated that the Orioles have reached 30 games in six, I mean, 30 wins in 68 games. Now, mind you, <laughs> that is eight games below 500. And everybody is not, they, they excited about this. This organization has been so bad that they got you guys excited about being eight games below 500. Yes, it's an upgrade from before. Yes, it took them 92 games last week, last year. Everybody, oh, it took 92 last year. Guess what? That's an upgrade. No, what it is is still bad. We have to call a spade a spade. Everybody, oh, you got you got to know what's coming on, on along the pipeline. I see what's coming along the pipeline. And I heard this before for the last two to three decades. Listen to me carefully. Until it happens, it's not going to happen. They are not willing to compete. They got a $30 million set, um, million dollar, uh, roster, and the, the two top teams in our division have $200 million rosters. If you don't want to pay to play, then you're not going to compete. I'm so tired of the Orioles banking on old nostalgia. I mean, it, it's, it's so terrible when you think about it. Like, they are getting you guys to believe in stuff like Cal Ripken playing in 2,000-and-something games. So we played in 2,000-and-something games. The object of the game is to win the, the World Series, which the Orioles have not done since what? What's the 70s, 80s, early 80s? Before 83. We, before we 80s, were born. Before we were born. I, bro, I'm old as hell. They are not <laughs> – they have not won anything. And you guys are still optimistic. Oh, it's a new regime. Elias is there. I know. But as long as Angelos is at the top, they can only do what Angelos letting them do. Yeah, like, oh, the Suns is not butting in. The Suns is just letting them do this. Okay, then why they ain't spending no money? I don't want to hear, oh, Masson just cost them $300 million and, and, and because of the Nationals and all this kind of stuff. You have to spend money to make money. They are not doing it. Oh, well, who, where are they going to get the money from? Nobody coming to see it. Yes, because don't nobody know nobody. Nobody knows anybody on the team. That's why nobody's coming out there. They could have paid Nelson Cruz. They didn't pay Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz still playing. They could have played Manny Machado. They didn't pay Manny Machado. They could have played Scope. They didn't pay Scope. I don't want I'm tired of hearing it. I'm we got to call a spade a spade. The Orioles are terrible. They've been terrible for a long time. They're going to continue to be terrible, and they're going to sell you on dreams that they're going to be great. Until they're great, I don't want to hear anything about what they're going to do, what they could potentially do. We are worse than the, what the Cleveland Browns used to be to the game of baseball. We're that bad historically yes. and presently. More presently than historically. I'm tired of it. Orioles fans, 
Get your head out of the clouds. Nothing's changing. I don't care who's coming up. Nothing's changing. Nothing. Y'all said all this prospect stuff before, and guess what? Y'all let your prospect go to San Diego and get paid. Manny Machado was, oh, Manny's going to be this. Manny's going to be that. Guess what? We ain't paying him. Somebody else going to pay him. So we gone. I'm tired of it. Rain is over. So Manny it's Machado, over. Manny was everything the Orioles expected him to be. And they said, you know what? We're not going to pay you. <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> I mean, they paid for Davis, though. Yeah, he on Adderall. He was on Adderall. They knew that when they paid him. Bruh, I can't. You have to make it make sense to me. Please make it make sense to me. But so yeah, someone asked, would you rather them move to Tennessee? Now, I'm going to answer this as someone who's not an Orioles fan. I would not rather them move to Tennessee. That is part of my city. I'm not a fan of the team, but I do. I like I like to catch a game. I don't know nobody there, but I'll catch a game or two. So, no, Al, I wouldn't want them to move to Tennessee. Al, let me tell you this. If you go to the – the only reason to go to Orioles is this. Opening day, because opening day is a national pastime, right? If they do an anniversary of the – the 83 team that won, which will probably come next year for 40-year anniversary, right? That's it. That and, oh, when they – 20 years ago, Kyle Wilkin had the streak. They are banking on nostalgia. Everything from everything in the past. is nothing they're, – they're putting nothing out in front of you that says, come out and see the Orioles because of this. They did have the number one prospect come in Rushman, and Rushman came up, right? One person, but he still – if you looked at that lineup the day Rushman played, it's just like – I don't understand how you expect me to get excited about that. Everybody, oh, you're not excited? No, I'm not. What am I excited about? I've heard this before. I've seen this before. Rushman could bat 325 and average 25 home runs a game. And then when it comes time to arbitration, they don't want to pay him arbitration. And then when it's time to pay him, pay him real money and free agency, guess what? They're not going to pay him. That's what you have to look forward to. Because no matter how many people you got in the pipeline to come up, if the philosophy is wrong, the then nothing's going to change. And until the philosophy changes and it shows results and it start bearing fruit, Nothing is going to come of it, and we're going to be looking at the same Orioles team, the same empty stadiums. I don't care if they put Jimmy Seafood in there. I don't care if they put Boog's Barbecue. I don't care if they put Black Swan food in there. I'm not going. I don't want to see it. I'm tired of these people, man. I'm tired of it. Enough's enough. What's Black Swan, though? Um... Black Swan's a restaurant downstairs, downtown. Fleet Street, yeah. Black-owned. And, and then y'all got me, y'all got me in, on here ranting in front of Al, who's just sitting back here relishing this because he's a Yankees fan. This is ridiculous. I can't even believe these these guys, man. Like this. I mean, the Yankees ain't too far from the Orioles, though, right? From what I hear, I ain't seen baseball in like six years, fifteen years, maybe. I don't know. Bring up the AL East record. 
I'll show you where they at, and I'll tell you where we at. <laughs> the Yankees are 49 and 17. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blue Jays, 38 and 28. Top, they the top two in the division. Yankees are 11 games ahead of everybody else. I sound like typical Yankees. All right, they're right on schedule. Yeah. I don't care about the market. Pay to play. And and this is the thing. I can't really – I like the Yankees, but I don't watch enough games to say I'm a Yankees fan. I don't watch enough games. I watch them in October. I hope they win the pennant. But I don't watch enough games to say I'm a fan. Like, that's just <laughs> – You know what Orioles fans doing in October? Watching the Yankees. Watching the Ravens. Watching the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're watching the Ravens. And it's funny because the same dudes that will I the same dudes that will kill Greg Roman, the same dudes that will kill Joe Flacco, the same dudes that will kill Steve Bashotti and Ozzy Newsom because they did this and they did this, will give the Orioles a pass because of potential. <laughs> it doesn't make it make sense to me. You can't have it both ways. You can't kill the Orioles. It's because there's an expectation from the Ravens, and it's not an expectation from the Orioles. That's the only difference. And I'm saying, at what point are we going to hold them to some type of expectation? It's terrible. Yeah. All right, rant really over, though. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Question. Who would have made more money through NIL? If it was allowed back then, who would have made more money? Tim Tebow or Reggie Bush? How are you going? I'll go. Good. I think at the time, I feel like Tim Tebow would have eventually made more money. As the quarterback, as a Heisman Trophy winner, as a champion, two-time champion, I feel like he would have made more money. This is easy for me, baby. I'm going with the Caucasian, Christian, conservative parts of Florida, (laughs) the person who would have made more money. Ain't no way in hell. Tim Tebow made money down there. Tim can say what he wants. Tim would have made way more money. I'm a, I'm a, I think Reggie Bush was way more electrifying as a player, but Tim would have made more money because he's more marketable in their eyes. And Reggie Bush, I feel like that. I don't know because both teams were stacked. Both teams was was loaded to the brim with talent. But did you put that much money? Like I said, Matt Liner won MVP if I'm not mistaken. When when Reggie Bush was dead, do you put that type of money into Matt Liner, Reggie Bush? Um, well, they had a wide receiver. I can't think of who it is right now. Um, Paul Mallow was Palmer. Um, who was that defense? Their defense was loaded too. Like there was so many NFL players on both teams. And I say what I said. What I said, even after thinking about the markets too, because you're talking about. Florida, and you're talking about L.A., mm-hmm. Southern California, whatever. And I still say Tim Tebow because at that time, I mean, 
Tim Tebow was can't miss in everybody's eyes. Tim Tebow was mediocre in the NFL and still was can't miss in people's eyes, bro. It's crazy to even think about that. <laughs> I would have to agree with T- Tebow as well. Just from the standpoint that um, when I hear people talk about the greatest college player, his name always comes up. Like, quarterback or not, like, he's in the mix of, like, the top 10 college athletes ever. ever. Some, like, same people will argue Bush is in the mix, but for, for them, Tim Tebow was a definite. And like you said, T, like, like, Al, you, Al, was you who mentioned my bad. You said the Florida team was stacked. To be fair, the average fan wouldn't know none of them names if it wasn't for Tim Tebow. Because we was turning on to watch Tim Tebow anyway. That's crazy. Because Percy Harvin was definitely what made me a Florida fan. I get it. I get it. That's what I'm saying. The average person be like, yo, who, who 15? Like, I think it would be easy, to, Tebow. Now, the real question is, who made more money in college, period, without the NIL? Probably Reggie. <laughs> I was, Reggie definitely probably got more vagina because Tim was Tim was a Christian. You know what? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But let me go ahead. Yeah, Tim got put, Tim got paid, bro. Look, Channing and told y'all what was going down. At, um, yeah, in, in Florida. Yeah, he was <laughs> getting paid, bro. I mean, I wouldn't put it past uh, what's my man, uh, Coach Herb. Coach Herb loved people like a son. I'm quite sure he got broke off some money. No doubt, Herb got paid too. On top of getting paid, you heard me. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Facts. All right. New segment. Coach Tay, you want to introduce this for everybody? Yeah, so with the stock up, stock down segment, um, what we're going to be doing is just selecting teams and saying whose stock we think is up and whose stock we think is down uh, based on additions, subtractions, things of that nature. Um, and that's pretty much how we were going to do it for NFL teams. Um, obviously, that being new and us being Baltimore-based, we're going to start with the Ravens today. And uh, we're going to just going to name a couple players each and figure out who we think stock is going to go up this year and whose stock is going to go down. All right, so uh, – Quick question. Yes. Stock up means they're going to be a better player than they was the previous year or? Yeah. Okay. Better player and not only better player, but meaning that value is going to go up or, yeah, that value is going to go up. Okay. All right. So who want to go first? Or do you want to name some players? Oh, I can name some players. Um. First player I want to say stock up is going to be for the Ravens. I'm going to say obviously Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams is is in a good position to to lead our defense. I think 
eventually, I don't know if Chuck will leave or not, but I think eventually it comes down to Marcus Williams being the guy who's going to take over in that secondary. Other stock up, James Prochet. Everything I'm seeing looks like James Prochet is ready to break out. Um, another stock. I'm gonna stocks stay the same, same fucking price for Prochet. Mm-hmm. Okay. For some odd reason, Harbaugh don't like that nigga. So stocks stay the same goddamn price. This person just got here, my next guy. But I I knew this in the draft process. I knew he was gonna be. I I knew it didn't matter what team he went to, but the fact that he went to a tight end friendly team. And that's Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely is going to be, in my opinion, a great part of this offense. They, I can already see that everybody loves Isaiah Likely. Defense is talking about him. The offenses, um, players are talking about him. The coaches are talking about him. Everybody's talking about Isaiah Likely at camp. Now, of course, he got to do it in the game, but I think he's going to get his opportunity to do it in the game. Stock up, J.K. Dobbins. I don't even really need to say much. We kind of covered this last week a little bit. J.K. Dobbins, stock up. I think him in the passing game is going to be out of this world. Stock down. Stock down. I'm going to go Patrick McCarty. Here's why. In my opinion, at best, Patrick McCarty can be left guard on this team. At best. But that being said, most people who sign the same type of extension that Patrick McCarty signed and have the role that Patrick McCarty signed end up not being on the team in the next year. So that's just what it is. Um, if he's going to be a, a, a swing lineman, uh, then I'm not looking forward to long term for Patrick McCarty. His stock's going down. Next stock down. Ah. Based on what I've seen in the in the past and what I think is going to happen in the future, Greg Roman. Now, I, y'all might not know we was throwing coaches in there. Greg Roman's in there because <laughs> if, Greg, if Greg ain't setting the world on fire in the first four weeks, Greg is going to be demoted to run game coordinator, or or at, at best demoted to run game coordinator. <laughs> so. I'm going to say Greg has to set the world on fire. I mean, we got to be scoring at least 28 points a game. That's that's not fair, though. Life ain't fair. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what you saying? You, you're absolutely right. Because as Ravens fans, we complain about Greg Roman. We still score 28 points. Well, yeah. Think about it. You see what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying. So, like, that's not fair to say. Like, It's not fair. But if if there's any struggle at all, Greg Roman is is out of there. See, this is the thing here. I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Mm-hmm. But you said Greg Roman, that's a trigger word for me nowadays. <laughs> I don't care what his stats say, I don't care what the numbers say, I don't even give a damn what the scoreboard say. You got care if about that, that one. If that situational play calling stays the exact same. He out of there. He has to be. Like, we're complaining about the same shit they got you a ring in 2012. Run the ball power. If they run the ball power, San Francisco beats us in the Super Bowl. You have Frank Gore. We don't have Nada up front. 
run the fucking ball instead of trying to throw three fades to Jimmy Smith side covered in Crabtree. Run the fucking ball. I think the first thing they tried to throw the most that shit didn't work. Whoever. <laughs> you throwing the ball and we ain't got our goddamn power. <laughs> I mean, 52 was still out there. And 52 was older as a whore and stiff after the uh the, the lights out pause. That's when he after had the deer the- antler spray, right? On <laughs> right. I'm I'm powering Ray old ass out out of there. He he got to get up out of there. He got to move. Like I said, not nah, ain't in front. You got Buddy Boy up there, and I think you got Buddy Boy and Cody. I'm powering their ass out the fucking field. That's the I, reason we have it ring in 2012. <laughs> I agree with you, Al. I agree. That's why I said I think his stock is down because his margin of error is so slim. Like it's so slim. You can't. He can't do anything wrong. Like. Nothing. He can't do anything wrong, in my opinion. Because if he this does, say the wrong name. He got it. Like I'm sorry. Like that's I'm what I'm sorry. saying. Like if if he got something the wrong player the in at the wrong time or something like that, like if it's going to be like any time in September, he out of here. I agree with you. Like, um, my last stock down, I'm gonna go with Roderick Washington because, in my opinion, his why. Roderick Washington, in my opinion, is now what four, five on a totem pole with the new additions. Uh-huh. I, I mean, uh-huh. you, you got Matt BK, you got uh, Matt BK, you got Calais, you got Travis Jones, you got um, Pierce. You know, Broderick played in, right? Yeah, he plays in, but still, I, I mean. You you still bought so many people in. In my opinion, he his stock is down because they were so high on him at first, and now it's like, all right, well, if they were so high on him, he would be stepping into a role, but he's not now. Okay. I think his I think his stock is more up than it is down. Because of if you sit there and watch his play last season as his reps increased based on injuries, he played very well. I, I agree. Like really, really well. And then you look at this the the offseason with by Wolf not being there, um him and Urban. And uh, what's the, what's the boy, Matabike, Calais, they've been getting a lot of reps. And Broderick Ross was a name I've heard multiple times over, you know, this period. Granted, this hasn't been no pads or anything. But I think, you know, with his age and um, experience in the system, he, his, his stock can go up. It's more likely to go up than down. So I, I only see – I only see Brent Urban as a situational guy. Well, I like, think they only see Project Washington as a situational guy. Yeah, but but it's a, it's not. But well, but think about it. He, I think he has more of an opportunity to to start and see more reps because guys like Urban, guys like Calais, who are old, especially Calais, who are older, you want to use them in key moments. You want to keep them fresh. So it's on Broderick to you know to maximize his opportunities. 
Like you I don't want you don't want Kanaeus playing sixty five snaps on defense, do you? I get what you're saying, and what I didn't take really into consideration is our defensive coordinator is the type of defensive coordinator that'll switch a whole unit out just to have somebody fresh in. So. With that being said, I guess I could understand your argument of his stock going down because I didn't really factor that in. But he is known to just say, all right, the whole unit's coming out and we're going to go with this unit. So, with and, it, could, and that's kind of what he's been preaching. I know everybody been asking, like, difference between you, this and that. If, if you look at the moves we made this offseason, whether it be in multiple safeties, multiple linemen, still bringing in pass rushes. It's all about having the right personnel on the field for that call. And they echo that multiple times this offseason. Like, who's in in this situation when I call this that knows, like, if you're lining up at, you know, at 4i, just because you line up at 4i, you still need to know – what the guy behind you is doing, what the safety you got on this particular play call. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they going from that mindset. They taking on that approach this season. So I feel like Brian Washington, his stock is, is about the same old trending up, but it's up to him ultimately. Like, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a short leash. If you mess up, say, like, all right, bro, hey, going mm. on out. Aaron Crawford come in. Somebody else come in. This what it is. Because I, I, I think you gave out a lot of softball names, T. <laughs> well, I've been saying these guys' stocks up. Yeah, but it's, but it's a lot of softball names. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a, a name where, like, that's spicy a little bit. Okay. Patrick Queen. Stock up. I'm gonna reason, go ahead, go ahead. Let me explain why, why I say Patrick Queen first. Or, well, I know why I think you said Patrick Queen, but go ahead. Because when they switched him to the weak side backer, Patrick Queen looked like the best linebacker in the division. And he finished that way. I say stock up because now it's an opportunity to go from best linebacker in the division to best linebacker in the conference. That's what I'm saying. Only reason I would agree stock up is because of who's in front of him. I think having Travis Jones in front of him, having Michael Pierce in front of him is going to be able – those guys two-gap extremely well. So the, with the ability to two-gap well, it allows him to be able to flow and just – if he can read it, and just take off. So I will I'll agree with that. Just having those guys in front of him is a big thing. Oh my gosh. It started by them two two gapping and having <laughs> OA one on one on the edge. <laughs> what? That would be stock up for me. OA, stock up. Oh yeah, his his stock way up. So yeah, always stock up. Um, what about like um? You said likely. Likely. Mm-hmm. 
What about Ferris, Bu- uh, Ferris Bueller? Say, who's Ferris Bueller? You know, he, you know, who be missing class and all that. Lamar. Well, Lamar. Yeah. What about his stock? I mean, he an MVP. I mean, I don't know if his stock can really go too much further. Really. Okay. Just don't get mad at me. Go ahead, Al. Stock down. Yes, sir. Is it because of Greg or is it because of Lamar? Is it because of Greg? Is it because of Eric? Is it because of John? Oh wow! Just going down. To, is it because of Dick Cass too? Just keep that Brown. <laughs> Still his fault. Saka Khan, all them niggas. Let me stock up as a running back. Oh wow! Not bad for a running back. Oh, I know why you saying this now. This is because you don't believe in the receivers. That's what. No, I was about to say Bateman stock up. He helped you with Lamar. Nigga, get prepared for all the targets. Every target that ain't going to Mark Andrews, you can cut him. But you just said Isaiah likely stock up. Okay, well, 90% of the ones that ain't going. <laughs> the stock ain't got any choice but to go up. You're a rookie. I don't think it's going to go down. I don't think he got bust. Mm. I think – I don't know. I haven't heard much about Charlie Cole. I, I think what they're doing – I get what they're doing. They want to solidify the middle of the field, and they're going to do that. Like, I really do, I believe they're going to do that. But because when you do that, it holds those linebackers in, and it makes those dump-offs to the running back so much more explosive. So I'm, I'm that's what I'm excited about. I think Lamar's completion percentage is going to go up drastically if he takes, if he takes what they – if they takes what the, the defense gives him. Because the defense is going to have to give him the back out the backfield. They have to do it because if not, then our, our tight ends are going to be running down the middle of the field and having field days. Those those linebackers have to carry with those line, those tight ends a little bit for at least so, at least four or five yards. So so instead of completing sixty four percent of his passes, he going to complete 71, 72. Okay, Kurt. That's insane. Check down, Charlie. You can call it a check down, or you can just call it the right play. I mean, if you check yeah. it down to the running back, and that running back get 15 yards after that. I mean, some people say check down, Charlie. Some people say the goat. It's also true. Okay. <laughs> what it is. True. I mean, what, at the end of the day, what's going to win the game? Well, you know, know, right. Offensive line. All right. As long, yeah, as long as you win, I don't really care. If you go to you go to adjust and start picking up running backs and, and them linebackers creeping up, what they gonna do to right behind them? Gonna light that ass up. Like. Can't cover everything. One of them niggas gonna be covered. So, uh, real quick, Bar Scott mentioned that teams feared. Defenses feared Peyton Manning more than Tom Brady. <laughs> Do y'all believe that? I believe it because a lot of te- a lot of people saying it. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Peyton was, Peyton knew what you were running. Not that Tom didn't know what you were running, 
But Peyton knew what you were running and he knew what you were checking to. Like to the point where it just was like, okay, if they do this, then I'll do this. And he would check down to the last three seconds in the play in the play clock, which is unheard of when you think about that. Like just no, they're gonna stay in that. All right, last second, we're gonna go, oh my, oh my, oh my. And then he just runs something and then he gash you for whatever the case may be. I just think you can't go wrong with either way on this side of the argument. Because Tom would just take what you give him to. Tom was probably the most patient quarterback we've ever seen. Like, okay, I'll just keep throwing the screen here until you come up. Oh, you coming up now? All right, now I'll take a little chunk. It's just that's why I want Lamar to take that step. Like, just take what they give you, sir, and then everything else will open up. It's a patient. It's a different type of patience. It's a different type of patience. But Peyton was just obviously smarter than everybody else. And just studied more than everybody else. I think people, for some odd reason, still believe Tom Brady is a system guy. For whatever what? reason. Say it again. I think people still believe that Tom Brady is a system guy. That's why he's saying that. For whatever reason. Now, I didn't necessarily hear what he had to say. But, like, Kay just said, neither one, even one of them can kill you. I just think Tom did more of his damage later in the game or in January when it actually counts. System guy, meaning like he mastered the system that he's in? No, system guy as in, well, if he didn't have Belichick or if he didn't have such and such top 10, 15 defense, whatever, whatever the case may be. And not necessarily putting it on, you know, Tom Brady is this guy. Like I've, I've said when he left, first left New England, there is no seven or six ring system or everybody will fucking run it. There is no ring. There is no six ring system. He just mastered what he did. Actually, it might be. It's just like you said, Taylor, he was patient enough to trust it and take I mean, what you gave him. Let's see what happened with Mac Jones, though. Mac and cheese ain't gonna get sick. Who says? I mean, that's a different. That's a different thing. Different situation. Well, it's documented that when Tampa won the tamp the chi- the title, initially Bruce Arians was not running stuff that Tom Brady wanted to run. Correct. And then once Tom Brady said, "Look, we need to run this," and they started mm-hmm. allowing that stuff to take place, then Tom felt more comfortable in his system and what he likes to run. Then. You know, they eventually went so, on the championship. Whose system was that? Was that Josh McDaniels or was that Charlie Weiss? Because both of them failed without Tom Brady. Well, that's my that's my point. I don't but think it, 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 one of them. I think it was it, Tom's. Right. That's right. that's the point. That's the <laughs> yeah. point. Or or right. or it could have been or it could have been stuff that they were teaching. It's just he was the best ever. Yeah, right. 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 And again, yeah. that's on him. Yeah. But I think people still try to say, "Oh, he he's this because of this." Not he's this because he's Tom. No, he's just that's Tom. all I'm saying. Well, I think if it's if it's Tom doing it, then Tom. it is because of Tom. He's Tom, right? Like right. I think because it's it's Tom being Tom. Tom is great, right? But what I'm saying is, I still think people will say it's because he had a top 15 defense. He's not really all of that. Is he had a top coach? He's not all of that. 
I think there's still a segment of people that say that. That's all I'm saying. Speak and, and someone we know pretty well said that just now. Roland said Tom is a system quarterback. He took that system to Tampa Bay. <laughs> he throws the tight ends and slots while throwing occasional the occasional deep pass outside to keep the safeties honest. Same scheme we run and Kansas City. No one wants to believe that, Roland. No one wants to believe it's the exact same thing. It's just being executed better. In the play Who the hell is calling it? Yeah. it count. yeah. I agree with that, too. That's all it is. Because you'd be looking like, it's like in the same game, like how the hell Roman calling these plays now? It's getting you 15, 20, 30 yards. And then in certain moments, it's like, bro, stop calling the same play. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one. I have one more. One more question. Was that Roland that said Drew Brees threw the running back 150 times a season? Was that Roland? Is that Roland? Hold up. Let me refresh this. I don't think that was Roland. Yeah, okay. that was Roland. I just want to know if that's true. If that's true. I mean, how did, he did have 100 and some catches. How did, how did Slant Boy lead the league in catches? They ain't, they ain't running the damn ball. What you mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, it, Slant it, Boy. It's a fact, though. Slant Boy did lead the league in catches. And a, um, Colston. Willie Sneed got paid by Kansas City. Somebody had to get the nigga the ball. That's all I'm saying. Yo, that is that is impressive, though. They ain't win, nothing, no, win no ring. But... Did he really have 100 some catches? Hold up, what was that? No, he he had 80 catches. My bad. Right. <laughs> 807 targets, though. Man, 150. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been throwing something to Ingram that year. No, Ingram, was, he was with us that year. Oh, well, they might have been throwing to somebody else that year. He was throwing it to Slant Boy. Hold up, who's that running back at the mark? It was Alvin and... Latavius, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me see. This will mess it all up. If the has got forty something targets, yo, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell throws the ball to Latavius? He had twenty six. He had twenty six. I'm about to say, who the hell throws the ball to Latavius forty something times? He had twenty six. <laughs> Alvin had a hundred targets. Latavius had twenty six. So that's one. One thirty one. If I'm one thirty three. What's that? One oh seven. I'm pretty sure they had a third running back that probably came in and, and got the rest of it, uh, 150 Chris, Was Chris Ivey there back then, too? Back in, like, 2009, yeah. When the niggas won the chip. <laughs> 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 all right. So, all right. And this is in no way to, like, hold up. How can I word this? Oh, boy. Can we talk about innovative and, like, like great plays, great great play designs across football. Outside of all right, what was the last great football play you seen? Like design, like whether it was a, a route combination, whether it was a run game. What was the the great like the last one you seen? 
regardless of the team. I think it was Kansas City versus us. I believe it was versus us. And they had a play design for their fullback that they scored on in the red zone. And I'm trying to think of what the design was. It was like a manufactured pick play based off motion or something. I think they motioned Tyreek Hill or something. And once we over-adjusted, they ran a like, kind of like a China play with, for the fullback to score. And he was wide open or something like that. But it was designed so well that I, we were just sitting there like, oh, what are you going to do? But most of the time, it's normally Kansas City. <laughs> okay. I mean, some of the runs, great design, the way it mimics certain runs. I like those designs. Um, but I've really been watching what San Francisco has done with their run game and like the multiple sets that they use, like multiple, like they'll put a guard or a tackle in the backfield to run the ball. Or they'll have, like, they use Debo as a running back and wide receiver and tight end. Like, they, just different lineups that they have Debo all, all over the field as. So, so you, you're excited that they put a guard attack on the backfield. But. No, I'm just saying that's what I've been watching. Like, I don't, I can't necessarily, re- you know, my memory is. Gotcha. Not me. But. Because <laughs> that kind of reminds me of, like, what the home team does, like even though he he played fullback, if you see him in person, he's bigger than Lyman. Who Pat? Yes. They like, do the same he, thing with um. With, he's uh, just Juice as big as Big Cleveland. Uh, they do the same thing with Juice over in Forty Nine. That's what I'm saying. But Juice is like when you see Juice and you see Pat Ricard, it's two totally different things. Okay. Like Pat, like Juice looks like a fullback okay. in person. Yo. If I didn't know that was Pat Ricard, I thought that was a lineman. That's how big this man is. Like, what the f- – I, I, I kind of understand why you fall in love wanting to get him the ball, but mm-hmm. slow that down when running routes. Like, calm that down a little bit. But for me, I think the Ravens, um, their counter bash, the back away counter that they run, that play was so beautifully designed – because it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, from a defensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because if you come up and take the um the back that's going away from the from the play side, then Lamar keeps it with the pulling guard or tackle. Mm-hmm. Or I see instances where they'll pull the guard. Yeah, 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 it'd be pulling guard to tackle. Like, what you, what do you do with that? Like, how can you? They put you in a numbers game where it's like you're, you're at a disadvantage. But then if you sit and he give it to the back, and the back is in space on the edge, he gonna pick up yards. Like that was just so beautifully done. And when you look at it, whether it's Lamar or Snoop, I've yet to see that play go for negative yards. Not only that, you gotta also factor in. That linebackers are reading keys, right? Yes. So if the linebacker is reading the guards, and the guard pulls naturally, it's it. It's, your first instinct is to go that way. 
He got to yeah. see a gap, and he got to see a gap behind. Right. So if if you go, the give is there because you're vacating, right? If you don't go and you respect the give, now, like you said, <laughs> whoever's out there has got a pulling guard and a pulling tackle out there leading for it Lamar Jackson. Over. So it, it it basically tries tries to make you break your rules is what it does, which as a defensive coordinator, it sucks because, you, like you say, you damn if you do, damn if you don't. Like, I was like, this shit is insane. Yeah, the run game – Design is pretty yeah. pretty solid. And then pretty and then good. I looked at it, I looked at it, a couple of those plays and a lot of them should have went for big games. Well, most of them did go for big games. The ones that didn't, the cent the center missed the block or didn't get to the second level in time. Now you're working with a center that's quicker and you know a little more. Well, he's lower to the ground and plays with leverage. Yeah. Huh? A lot more agile, yeah. And a lot more agile? That's that could get really scary. Hmm. Could get super scary. Like it's insane. Cool. All right. NBA draft is coming up this week. I'm gonna be honest. Out of this entire draft, I only seen Four players play more than one game. That's different for me. So I keep calling him Pablo. Pa- pa- Paolo? From pa- yeah. Polo. Polo? Is it, is it, is it pronounced Polo? I'm a Pablo, yo. I'm going to call him Pablo. <laughs> from Duke. Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. I seen him in, in high school, matter of fact. He he, the real like super skinny white dude. T. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Jaden Ivy at Purdue, and actually that might be it because the one from Auburn I never seen play Jabari Smith, and it just so happens they're considered the top four players <laughs> in this class. So. Mm-hmm. Orlando has the number one pick. Orlando, although they have been pretty bad for the last, what, 10 years? <laughs> they have been excellent when they had the number one pick, as far as, like, picking the right player. <laughs> Shaq, then C-Web, who they eventually packaged for Penny. So it worked out either way. All right. And Dwight Howard. Right. So they've been excellent with number one pick. You look at their team, they're really young with a lot of young talent. What did they do at number one on Thursday? You ain't going to like this answer because I don't like the answer. The answer is Orlando has been the Baltimore Orioles of the NBA. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm going to say that whatever decision they make, they still going to be the Orlando Magic we still see. So that's You ain't lying. 
I'm going to say this. They have not been the, the Orioles of the NBA. I've seen yeah. them play in the championship twice. Yeah, yeah. To that, to that point, true. you is true. That's yeah. true. That's true. No, they only got one play. They only got one finals win. Two times they've been there. Mm. One? Hold on. Two one. times they've been? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They got swept by, yeah. swept by Hakeem and then 4-1 by Cole. Yeah. Mm. But I'm... I haven't cared to watch the Magic since Aaron Gordon got out of there. Because for me, it's like the top guys are power forwards. If you look at their roster, their best players, well, they're pretty much made of like forwards and scoring guards. Like Franz Wagner, who they picked up in the draft last year from Michigan. That's my brother, right? Yeah. 16 power forward. Get buckets. Mo is down there as well. 6'11. Jonathan Isaac. Seven foot, basically. Mo Bamba. Same thing. But Mo, Mo plays center, but he could play that, that stretch role. Bo Bo is down there. Like, do y'all really need another power forward? Wait a minute, wait a minute. All I'm down on the land, though? Yes, all that young talent. And then that guard, they stack. Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs. Like, Terrence Ross is still there going crazy. Like, Gary He's Harris Jr. is down there. RJ Hampton. They, they got have a really young team with a lot of great players. I'm like, why not trade this pick? I was about to say, I was just about to say, what's the um the likelihood that they trade this pick? Who would they they... Good. I'm saying who would who would they get? Like who do you who are you suggesting go to go and get to play with those young players? Russell Westbrook. <laughs> That's your guy. Don't try. Don't try and get help. <laughs> That's your guy. Go get Russell. They said, look, hey, look, man. Never mind. See, I'm about to go left. Nope. Woo! I had to stop myself. I go left. Go get game. Russell and reunite with Dwight Howard. Make a part with them too. Think Dwight Howard a free agent. All right. All right. Well, never mind. Go get go get Russell and LeBron James. I can part with them too. Mm. <laughs> LeBron as well, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh man! But. I mean, he about to obliterate the team anyway. Osama Brown Lott and about to get rid of them niggas. So. Osama Brown Lott. <laughs> Motherfucker terrorist. <laughs> oh, man. Osama Brown Lott. That's funny. I think Tony mentioned earlier that he calling it Kyrie is going to go to the Lakers. Like, stop it. No, if we have to. Kyrie ain't going nowhere but. If we have Kyrie, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron, I'm sitting my ass out. I'm I'm out. I'm tapping out this season. And y'all gonna and still lose? Uh-oh. I'm a free agent. Ain't no way in hell all three of them will be on the same team infuriating me this year. Mm-hmm. I'm tap out. You ain't no you ain't no free agent. You are gonna go straight to Golden State with the rest of the folk. I'm not sure I go Milwaukee. Well, Milwaukee, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll get you a or we will see Al pop up with a Jason Tatum jersey. I don't know. <laughs> Where Jason Tatum going to? <laughs> it drove him that bad. He switched teams. Hey man, get it. I appreciate Jason Tatum honoring Kobe. I appreciate it. Couldn't let the Lakers. I mean, couldn't let the Celtics pass the Lakers, and he had to leave in two four. So I, I appreciate it. Great yeah, honor. Great honor the legend. Like to be fair, Al Horford was the real Finals MVP. Mm. Really, he was the Finals MVP. All right, because he was out there at thirty six years old. Cooking players ten years younger than him, and he was wearing some Nike Monarchs. Dang, like Monarchs. Mm. If you don't believe me, go back and look. Look at how for feet. <laughs> wow! If you know what Nike Monarchs are, just go to your local mall around 9 30, 10 a.m., <laughs> and you'll that. find one of the senior citizens. <laughs> Walking around with the monarchs. <laughs> Walking around the mall in the Nike monarchs. <laughs> right. right. That's what Al Horford wore for. It was cooking everybody. I mean, that ain't got money. Because that's all them, that's all the billionaires be wearing is them. Yeah. We're spending money on Jordans and shit. They robbed the monarchs. Monarchs. Get the job done. <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. That nigga Horford got money. Yeah. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Someone said we should bring this, uh, make this a, a weekly rant, a sec, uh, a new segment. I like it. We'll find something. Yeah, we'll find something to rant week. about for sure. Especially, I, I can't yell at Greg Roman every week. That's yes, you can. You I really can, could. but I don't. Yeah. Want <laughs> <laughs> you really could. <laughs> old. I ain't, I'm trying to watch my goddamn blood pressure and my cholesterol. I ain't got time to be. Hey. Follow us on YouTube at the Sideline Talk underscore SLT. Instagram at the Sideline Talk. Facebook group hashtag Sideline Talk. Twitch, Sideline Talk. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Be productive. Be positive. Al, take us out. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. Yeah.